You're listening to Rolling Toe with trucking experts Kevin and Mike Beckett. This is the show where you ask the questions and we give you the diagnosis on how to get the most out of your truck. We'll talk about avoiding wear and tear, knowing your suspension and axles, and how to get more mileage from your tires. We're on the audio road. Let's get rolling. Well, good evening. This is Mike. And this is Kevin. And we're here to bamboozle you, baffle you with, and maybe instruct you a little bit. There might be some BS involved. Could very well be. No, there's, there's really not. It's been we known to happen. We, well, <laughs> <laughs> get, get, him, get him talking about something that he doesn't really know that much about. It turns out. Like tires? <laughs> <laughs> tires and alignment. Tires and alignment. We're... Uh, we're going to be discussing tires and alignment, and we're going to be discussing a few other things. We have a guest that we're going to bring on the show tonight, Ron Webster from True Balance, the yep. folks that make a few things that have to do with getting tires and wheels on the truck correctly. Go ahead and click the button, and we'll see if Ron is anywhere out there. You're Ron. I am out here, Mike. Out here, Mike. He is out there. Awesome. Glad to hear it. Glad you could join us. Thank you we for are, appreciate it. Oh, glad to do it. Um, we are uh, specializing our show always is in tire wear and handling issues. And you guys have some products that have a little bit to do with tire wear, as I understand it. Is that correct? Correct. Mm-hmm. Correct. <laughs> so what we would like to do for the next few minutes is discuss with you what you got, what your experience is with it, and like that. Well, what we have is centering. Uh, that's what True Balance is. We're not a uh, balancing company. We're a wheel centering company. So, we Exactly. So, you know, uh, the old adage, uh, we can take anything round on this planet and put it on a perfect center position, spin it, and it's going to be round. Right. Now, if we take this round object and put it off center just a little bit, spin it, it's going to look like a basketball or an egg. Yes. Right. So that's what True Balance is. So what we're doing is we're going back on a hub-piloted wheel and we're centering off the studs and the stud holes in the wheel. Returning it to a stud-centered. Correct. Like the old ball seat days or where I grew up with was 10-hole buds is what we called them. Yeah, which works better. Yeah, what it is, is just a slight education, is how piloted wheels are a good system, and what it comes down to is the big round hole in the middle of your wheel has a machine tolerance from the wheel manufacturer, steel or aluminum. And on, on our axle, we have a hub, and on the hub, we have this thing called a pilot pad. And that pad is the pilot center of the wheel. So what's happened so what is the wheel manufacturer has built a tolerance in the large round hole in the middle of the wheel. The axle manufacturer built a tolerance in the final pads on the hub. So me and you can get the tire wheels iron off the truck. But what they created was an off-center because of this tolerance. So me and you can mount the black tire to the wheel properly. We can pick any form of balancing we want. But if we don't put that tire wheel in a center position, what good is it? Off-center is off-center. And when when I'm doing my seminars talking about tire and handling, one segment we talk about is mismount. And I tell them there's three mismounts. One, you got don't get the tire on the rim straight. Two, you don't get the rim rim on the hub centered. And three, you don't get the drum on the hub centered. All three of those in my my terminology as a mismount. Correct, right. And a lot of people are misconceived. Uh, we've all were taught that these are called outboard drums because we pull the drum off just like the wheel. But they're also a piloted drum. Yep. And on the inside hole of the drum, and if you guys look closely on your gear, drive axle, trailer hub, there's a pilot area for that drum. And we also, within True Balance Family, we center brake drums too. So we can do a drum and wheel combination. We can do drums separately. So we've got all the gamut of 
develop and design. So you're exactly right, Mike. Drum uh, centering is very important. Right. If the drum is off center, you're off balance in your hub assembly. Is that correct? Yeah, think about it. The drum's round, so it's like taking the round object and moving it off center. So, so the drum's going down the road like a basketball, and you center the wheel to the studs. Well, what's behind the wheel? The drum. So, hence the vibration. Right. Heavy. Yeah. Right, and it's very heavy. It can be quite a bit out of balance. Correct, and you know what? A lot of folks need to realize is uh, the black shiny tire. No matter what make or brand it is, the tire manufacturer builds a tolerance in and out around. Uh, uh, the wheel manufacturer has a tolerance inside, outside, outside, let alone the big round hole in the middle of the wheel that centers. Now we have a hub that has tolerances from the manufacturer, and then uh, let's throw the brake drum in the formula. So the guys out there uh, taking care of mounting the black tire of the wheel properly, centering the wheel to the hub, but we're forgetting to do the drum. We're we're missing part of the system. Right. And one of the things we see when the drum is off-center, in addition to the out-of-balance, is if the drum is enough off-center that as it rotates, it catches a brake shoe part of the rotation, and then it doesn't catch it, and then it does catch it. Every time it's catching that brake shoe, it's trying to stop the truck, and it's wearing the tire, and the tire wears out around. Correct. Correct. Yeah, let alone, you know, affecting fuel mileage yeah. and you know, the drag. Yeah, let alone all the other things. wear and suspension. Correct. It just kind of yeah. goes right yeah. on down the line. Mm-hmm. Now, I want to I go back and discuss this tolerances in the center hole and in the hub. The way I understand it, the hub manufacturers have a maximum diameter the hub pads can be, the, the, the piloting pads can be. They can be smaller than that, but they can't be any bigger than a certain number. And the rim manufacturers and the drum manufacturers, the hole can be only so small. It could be bigger than that, but it can't be any smaller. And the only time those two things are perfect is when you have a rim that is the smallest hole possible and a hub that is the largest diameter possible, then everything fits. Correct. Now we've got a brand new truck in that scenario. Everything's smooth and perfect. Now we've got the equipment that's got 500, 600 million miles. You know, in the fleet I used to manage, my one brand of truck used to have a Castile hub. And mm-hmm. you're never going to wear out that Castile hub. But the majority steers, drives, and trailers the last you know, 15, 20 years, we got aluminum hubs. So now I have a steel brake drum. I have two dissimilar metals here. I got a steel drum because all your brake drums are steel. And I have aluminum hubs. So part of the physics is, you know, expansion, retraction, you know, so, and then the wear on the pilot pads from the salt and mag chloride from the wintertime. So now, guess what? As the equipment ages, we're increasing or decreasing tolerances. Correct. The hole is staying the same size because the drum is steel, but the hub's getting smaller. Yeah, because, uh, you know, like our, like I said, liquid uh, here in Colorado or, you know, in other states, they put, uh, they put uh, like a liquid mag right, right, right now or, you know, or, you know certain parts of the country, of the they country put salt, salt and, you know, and, that all attacks well, that aluminum. <laughs> yeah, that'll attack, that'll attack the steel, too. But every time you slide Correct. that steel hub or drum on and off, or slide the aluminum rim on or off, or a steel rim if you got that, you're shaving aluminum. Correct, exactly. So you're actually increasing, you know, the tolerance the manufacturer between the wheel and hub manufacturers uh, created branding from the factory. Right. <laughs> and we don't mount all these things up on their end, so you don't have the luck of gravity uh, uh, aiding you in this, yeah, it's, uh, gravity is actually a detriment to getting this stuff centered. Yeah, the gravity wants to pull it off center down. Right. So, correct. So, got a tool. Exactly right. So, if I go ahead, so for me, oh, us at True Balance, it's this. It's the 10 studs in the hub are more accurate, and the 10 stud holes in the wheel, steel or aluminum wheel, are more accurate to center off. 
than the big round hole in the round hole and the pilot pads on the hub. So at that point, I'm like, okay, manufacturer, make the big round hole whatever your tolerance wants to be, and okay, hub manufacturer, make your tolerance and your pilot pad whatever you want to be. I'm not locating my turn wheel off that anymore. So I don't have to worry about the 600 million, million mile truck run through salt through the years, the worn parts, because I'm going to locate everything off the stats. So the 10 okay, studs in the hub and the 10 stud holes in the wheel are more accurate than counting on, like I said, the, uh, the, the pilot error. I agree. You've got 10 different contact points instead of one. It, 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 you statistically, you increase your averages. But let's talk about the tools and products in particular that will do this. Uh, one of them I see is, is uh, three little pieces of pipe. Well, actually, that's what we first started off. I, uh, I actually prototyped all this in the fleet I managed uh, 15, 16 years ago. And pipe does not work. Does not work. And let me tell uh-huh. you why. Tell you why is when me and you stand there and look at a gear drive trailer hub and we're actually looking at the 10 studs, well, there is a, there is the, the actual manufacturer builds a tolerance from stud to stud, stud to stud, stud to stud. Those 10 studs are not a perfect pattern. Right. Now, I mean, you're going to look over here to the left, and we're looking at our steel or aluminum rim, and we're looking at the 10 stud holes in the wheels. Well, they're the tallest and taller hole, 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 hole. So what right. happens is, and this is the very first thing I prototyped, was actually three pieces of pipe. Not knowing, Not knowing 15, 16 years ago about the stud pattern intolerance and hole pattern intolerance. So I could get my wheel over those three pieces of pipe in a triangle, clock, four o'clock, and eight o'clock, and we do. Now that means seven open studs, so we put our flange nuts on, get our impact, and our torque rings, torque everything down. Because of the stud pattern and tolerance and pull pattern and tolerance, you think me and you're going to walk up there and grab that piece of pipe with our fingers and pull it off, he ain't going to have it because they're bound They're bound up. Got it. They're wedged in. So that's why we have a threaded pin. And there's two reasons. One is if you want to use the pipe over that stud, it's going to rock because it's not on there. We have tolerance between the inside diameter of the hole of the pipe and the actual 22 millimeter stud. But if I actually thread pin on, then when I mount my wheel, I get a good solid mount. And now once I clamp down those seven flange nuts, now I can unthread my three guide pins out of the stud holes of the wheels. Got so it. they're not okay. they're not pipe. And actually, we manufacture all our own product, uh, and we make everything out of a tool steel and have heat treatment. So they they do okay. last a long time. Okay, good. So this this process will center the wheel, but it doesn't center the drum, does it? Correct. Well, and, and, I, and I'll step into this. The next phase, what happened to us when we did create a company, is ninety percent not all trucks, but ninety percent of trucks on the steer axle. So I'm talking the steer axle of the tractors, guys, not the drives or trailers. 90% of the trucks have what I call a universal outboard brake drum. And what I mean by that, if we're in the shop and we pull the steer tire off, we're all standing there looking at the drum. Now we take our eyes and we look at the 10 round stud holes in the drum. There are these huge inch and a quarter holes. And between the different drum manufacturers, they vary in size. So whether it's our three-inch long pin, four-inch, or five-inch long pin, all of our centering pins are long enough they'll go into the stud hole of that drum, but they can't center the drum. Stud hole is bigger than the centering pin, which is stud hole wheel. So we at True Balance had a call from customers. The trackers I had in the fleet I managed had the same drum. So we came out with our second item, Solution B. That's a threaded steel bushing that we thread on and leave on. It has a shoulder that centers the drum, and the other shoulder centers the wheel all in one piece. You thread it on basically and forget about it. Okay. All right. Okay. Now, now, go ahead. I'm sorry. That, that particular product, do you have to have a different sleeve that goes on for different drum holes, or, or is it so, pretty well standard? No, it's not. So we have numerous part numbers underneath the family of Solution B because when I talk to customers or they contact us, it's two things here. It's all like, all right, customer, you run an aluminum or steel wheel. Aluminum wheel's thicker in depth than a steel wheel. And the second part of the formula is what drum you're running on the front of your tractor. Now, if it's a newer piece of equipment, pretty easy to call the truck manufacturer. 
and talk to the parts department, have them pull up the bill sheet, and they can give us the branded drum and part number. Now, what I have to do many times, customers buy a used truck and go, I don't know what drums on the front. And it's real simple. We just tell you to take a simple tape measure, not a pair of calipers, a simple tape measure, pick one of the 10 bolt holes, set holes in the drum, and measure how big the diameter that hole is. And then I want you to stick the tape measure in the hole and tell me how thick it is. So pretty easy. Yeah, do you ever run into where they've got two different drums on the front of a truck? Uh, occasionally, uh, it's not 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 a lot, but uh, more That's on the drives, honestly, than the steers. <laughs> right, oh, okay. Not on the All steers, right. right? Okay, very mm-hmm. good. So, so, but real quick, Mike, back to the centering pins. We did about three years ago come out with a five-inch long centering pins to answer that previous question, and we developed it because of the call from our customers and the needs. It, uh, we created a longer five-inch long pin, and the end of the pin's chamfered, and it will center a one-inch hole by half-inch deep cast drum that's historically on drives of tractors and trailers. Ah, uh, okay. Okay. Because, again, one-inch hole by half-inch deep stud hole brick drum is smaller than the stud hole of your wheel. Got it. Now, steer axle is an inch and a quarter hole which is larger than the stud hole of your wheel. Now, the other advantage to putting this permanent sleeve on is it prevents the drum from rocking as you apply the brake. It can't twist on the hub, right? Correct. Exactly. There's, you know, we're filling that void with a steel bushing. Okay. And the same How with many- the other part of the shoulder that centers the wheel. So, mm-hmm. Right. How, how many of these sleeves do you normally recommend putting on a wheel position? We Everything we do at True Balance, whether it's our Solution A centering pins, Solution B, uh, steer axle sleeves, or our Solution C, everything we do is in a triangle pattern at 12 o'clock, 4 o'clock, and 8 o'clock. Okay, so 3 out of so 10 and you got it covered. You got it covered because my, my partner being the engineer, if you look at a triangle and you rotate a triangle, 12 goes to 4, 4 moves to 8, 8 comes up back up to 12. The only time we've ever done maybe 5 studs out of the 10 would have been uh, maybe some uh, trash trucks, and I've done a few uh, fire trucks. You're real heavy breaking. But yeah, you're real well. Yeah, a lot of twist and turn and a lot, a lot of weight. Uh, the average okay. over the road tracker. Okay, one one more one more question with regard to that particular product. Is there any problem with dielectric corrosion between your sleeve and either the drum or the hub that might cause it to get stuck on there? In other words, do you use any seize on it? You know, we leave it up to the end user. Uh, we actually make everything out of steel. We actually send them down and have them plated, and mm-hmm. for that reason, and for some reason, on the steer axle position, it's just such a sealed system. But you know, we we tell people if they if feel comfortable with it. I use it for a lot of years. You know, don't put it on thick like toothpaste. Just put a little on your fingers, smear a little light coat down. Uh, they could use chip oil grease. Uh, Vaseline, it's a clear grease. Any form mm-hmm. of uh, anti-corrosion, yeah, any of that stuff works. I see. Okay. All right. So we've discussed solution A and solution B. Is there a solution C? There is. We got a call from a lot of folks that had uh, uh, older-aged equipment, and they wanted sleeves for the tandem wheels. So uh, we have a two-piece sleeve system, and within the family of solution C. We also can do our brake drums. So, and we can do the regular standard cast drums. So, the gentleman or trucker running the aluminum, aluminum wheel, inner steel, outer aluminum, steel, steel, we've got it all covered. But when we machine the sleeve for the inner wheel, we also at the same time machine the shoulder on it that inserts into the stud hole of the drum. Got it. So, in other words, the first bushing would send, or sleeve, would center the drum and inner wheel, and then in the kit, there's another sleeve for the outer wheel. So, it's a two-piece system. And then, within that family, we also have a two-piece system, because guys running the lightweight motor wheel centerpiece drum, or guys running the truck with disc brakes, you know, they don't have a drum, because they got disc brakes, so we have a two-piece system for the inner wheel out. Okay, now... I deal with all kinds of things that affect tire life, and mismount is one of the things. 
Do you have, from your experience, from what you did with your fleet and what you've done with your customers, do you have any ballpark figures on what this process does in improvement in tire life, some kind of percentage? You know, in my fleet, I had 100 tractors, and my older senior driver, uh, we ran we ran 15 states here out of Colorado, so we ran the mountains and the flatlands and the grass in Kansas. Some of my, uh, were all teamwork, some of my trucks, you know, I got an extra 3,000 miles out of a set of tires, and then some of my drivers, I got an extra 30,000 miles out of a set of drivers. So a lot of it was the driver, how he drove, and the routes and things like that. You know, I figured as a fleet manager, my bottom my half bottom of the truck was slip-seated with drivers so bad. You know, if I got an extra 1,000 miles out of a set of steer tires, I was ahead of the game by doing nothing. You know, right. and I do, you know, we, we do a lot of the major shows, and I've had a lot of customers through the years come up and say, hey, man, you doubled my tire life, and I'm just kind of looking at them stunned. And, uh, now, what's the definition of doubling my tire life? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In his mind, he got an extra 50,000 miles out of a set of steer tires. And I'm like, well, you know, Awesome. So, so, but realistically, somewhere in the ten to twenty thousand mile range on a steer tire would be a good number. Oh, easy. And like I said, I've, I've, I've had it as high as as you know fifty, sixty thousand that customers are shared with me. But my point yeah, but is, I, and I've I've told I've told many customers, Mike, that are that call me and go, "Hey, man, I was told to put True Balance on," and you know, I'm a service guy. And I go, you know, what are you, what are you averaging on, you know, steer tire life? You know, I'm, I'm getting 150,000. I go, well, I'm just telling you honestly, dude, if you, if you put true mouth on, you think you're going to go from 150 to 300, you're not going to have it. Right. <laughs> you know? So we all got to be real. That's who I am. Right, right. Well, Ron, I really appreciate you coming in and talking about this stuff. It gives us some more information to talk to our, our clients and customers about. And if anybody has any questions about it, we encourage them to contact True Balance. They have an office number of 907-686-9285. Or you can look them up on the website at www.true-balance.com. Yeah, and Mike, real quick, it's actually area code yeah. 970. 970? Oh, yeah, did I read that wrong? Yeah, I'm yeah. our website, <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> I do it all the time, man. And then our, our website, tru-bal.com. Love to True. pick up phone. We're here, we're here to solve it. We're here to solve a problem. Over. You know, that's what awesome, buddy. I appreciate you giving us Super. some time on your Sunday night. Hey, thank you so much. Appreciate it, Mike. You're welcome. Really do appreciate it. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. <clears throat> well, that was educationable. That was. All righty. Well, we do have some more questions. How long have we been? How much time do we waste there? We're wasting about 20-some minutes. 20-some minutes. Boy, that's the way to get through an hour. I like this. Man, that, guy, that guy was from Colorado. 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 Was he in Colorado? He was in Colorado. He was in Colorado. That's where he was calling from. All right. What's our next one on the line? Well, the next, the next caller in is a three eight six number. Three eight six. What's your guess where that is? Oh, uh, really? Uh, Pennsylvania. Three eight six. Oh, I got to go to the threes for that, don't I? Three six. Florida. Florida. I was close. It's the same. It's over there. Country. It's over there. Yeah. <laughs> is he in Florida? Is he? In, yes. He's still. Yeah. I think he's out he of Florida. A long time. Let's find out. Three eight six. Hello, Florida. Hey, Mike. How you doing? Very good. Very good. I'm Are in you... Cuba. He's in Cuba. All right. He went I'm in south. Cuba. Cool, man. <laughs> yeah. What's up? I don't know. I just uh, wanted. I seen your your Facebook post about the True Balance stuff, and I wanted to weigh in on that that product. Okay. I, I just put it on my truck this month, and I, uh-huh. I tell you, the the ride. It's amazing the difference in ride it made. Round tires turning round run smooth. I'm here to tell you. you The only thing I I, I wished I had done different, which I didn't know about the five-inch centering pins with the chafer until I went to the truck show. But by then, Mm -hmm. I'd I'd already ordered the hardware, and it was sitting at home. You know, I went Mm -hmm. with the Solution C product. 
And mm-hmm. uh, when I had Petro pull one of my wheels off to measure my brake drums on the back, they told me I had one-inch holes. I called yeah. the fleet pride who I bought my drums from. They said I had one-inch holes. Well, yeah. when I got the hardware, there was a little bit of play in there. My brother wanted to put a caliper on it, so I had inch and an eighth holes. So I just flipped the, <laughs> I flipped the bushing over. And it took the slop out of the brake drum, and it's still enough there to grab the inside wheel. So that's how I put it together. Awesome. awesome. All and right. It, 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 it works real good. I'm happy with it. I'm glad to hear that. We appreciate this field feedback. Right. Yeah. No yeah I want to make sure, you know, I give some feedback. Yeah. Yeah. It was nice to meet we, you at the show, by the way, Mike. <laughs> well, it was a pleasure. And you have yourself a great day, and we thank you for calling in. Yeah, have fun in Havana. All right, man. Smoke a cigar. Bye. Bye. So he wasn't in Florida. No, he's in Cuba. It's it's just a little ways off over the... I don't think the phone line works from here to Cuba. (laughs) Well, actually, you know, I... If, if I understand correctly, you could be that close and pick up the Bahamas and get charged for using Bahamas. Uh, oh, well, whatever makes them happy. <laughs> All right, what's our next one? Oh, 952. 952. You got a guess? Uh, Minnesota. You're right. Is he in Minnesota? That's a big guess, actually. Uh, yeah. No. No. He's no, gone. He's in. Let's find out. I bet he's someplace else. Hello, Minnesota. Good evening, guys. I am in Minnesota. He is in Minnesota. Son of a gun. What's up? Okay. Um, a few weeks back, I heard you describe a, a tire wear issue that I have. So the issue that I have is on uh, on my drive. I have. Cupping on the on the inside dual, um, and I hope I'm describing that well. Um, the, the and the reason I'm calling is I couldn't quite understand how to how to check for uh, for loose bearings on the on the drive. And you mm-hmm. said it could also it could also be uh, a loose axle, a thin axle, a lightweight axle. This is a very common problem today with the low rolling resistance fuel efficient tires. The lightweight axles that are an option on highway tractors is so thin that when you go down the road and you hit bumps in the road, the axle physically flexes and chops the inside edge off the inside tire. Underneath that uh, 17,000 okay. pounds per axle. Right, 17,000 pounds per axle weight. It flexes it. Now, what, what's the difference in thickness? For One and a half millimeters. One and a half millimeters difference in thickness. Yes. You're going from 11, not, 11 to nine and a half millimeters thickness. Correct. It's that little difference. 10 pounds difference in the weight of the whole axle. And it, it's actually causing cupping that shows up on new rolling resistance, better rolling resistance tires. Right. Now, I'm assuming it's the inside edge of the inside tire close to the frame where you're seeing this cupping. It is, but I'm running okay. uh, 11R22. So that doesn't matter. It's not the tire. It's, oh, the, okay. axle it's the axle thickness. It's the axle thickness, the metal. metal. Okay? Okay. Uh, what, brand, what brand of truck is this? Uh, it's an 05 Freightliner Columbia. Okay. On top of the differential housing... Right on top of the pumpkin, there's an arm that comes sideways from the frame and it welds to a bra- it bolts to a bracket that's welded on the top of the diff housing. Right next to that bracket, on top of that flat piece, if you take a rag and, and scrape it off and look underneath there, it will be stamped right on top of the housing. There'll either be a 9.5 or an 11 on there. But being an 05 Freightliner Columbia, I'm willing to bet it's a 9.5. Oh, I'm sure it is. That 10 pounds worth of metal, that was that was a big deal. They had to save that. It's weight. still a big deal today. They're still doing it. they got to save that weight. Okay, so that's one factor. Now, if the wheel bearings are loose in addition, it makes it cup that much worse. Yeah. So the question you have is how do you check to see if the bearing is loose? Now, do you jack up the wheels yourself, or do you have somebody else do this stuff? Do you have a jack? Um. I have a, a a bottle jack that I can that I can jack it up with. 
Okay. All right. Then, then you need a pry bar, and I like a tire iron. Tire irons work real good. They have a bent end. Now, what I do is I jack up one side of the axle. Right underneath the spring stand. Or where the U-bolt is. Put it on the end of the U-bolt. Lift it up. Okay. You got to go. Okay. Then you, you get it about an inch off the ground. Just, just enough so you can slip that tire iron. So you slip that tire iron, the bent end, underneath the outside rib of the tire. And then the tire iron has a big lump of metal up on, on the, the shaft of it that they use to hook on the rim when you're bent, taking tires off. Well, you put an impact okay. socket down on the ground, and you straddle the impact socket with that big lump of metal. Then you push down on the bar that's sticking up away from the tire, and as you push down... The, the piece that's under the tire will pop straight up on the tire. It's lifting up on the outside edge of the... So you get the maximum leverage. Yeah. And when you do, if okay. you wiggle it up and down and the thing goes clunk, 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 and you can see the tire wiggling, well, the bang's loose. Right. You're rocking the, the, okay. uh, the okay. wheel assembly against the hub. Now, there's a video on our website. You can go to our video library. Go to mdalignment.com. Go to the video library, and you can look at the wheel bearing adjustment video, which shows not only how to check this, but how to adjust the bearings. Oh, perfect. That makes sense? Yeah, that makes adjusting sense. drive bearings is a, is a process. Yes. Yeah. And, and it's not hard to check. No, not hard to check at all. But you've got two different issues that could be here. It could be the bearing, and it could be the axle thinness. And it could be both of them. Right. Now, okay. Since you've got the cupping, now there's there's other situations that could be happening. Like if you have a sleeved assembly, even if you do get it up in the air. He won't have it on an 05. What's that? He won't have a sleeved assembly on an 05. But there are people out there that yeah. have sleeved assemblies. Yeah. And even if you do pry up and down on it, you may not find the play. And whether or not you find the play, since since adjusting the bearing is the only thing you can do to eliminate that wear, you can't add metal to the axle. Yeah, we can't fix and the axle. It's that since you see the wear, tighten the bearing. And if it, uh, if it, if anything's going to solve it, that was it. Does that make any okay. sense? Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Good deal, buddy. You have yourself a good day. Okay. You Thanks too. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Okay, we got through that one. We had an answer. We did. All right. May not have been a good one, but we had one. What's the next number? The next number is 717. 717? I think it's Colorado. Oh, it's Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. See, and I, had, I said Pennsylvania earlier today. Yeah, you blew it. Is he in Pennsylvania? Probably not. Okay, let's find out. Hello, Pennsylvania. Hey, Mike. I'm not very happy with you. I'm sorry. I started listening to your podcast the other day, and now I don't have any time for uh, music because I just listened to your podcast all day. <laughs> <laughs> I was listening to Leon Russell last night, and I just thought it was awesome. Well, first thing, I'm in South Carolina, so I'm not in Pennsylvania right now. Okay, good. Um, the second, first question I have is, how? what's the probability when they replace the kingpins that they screw up the toe on the alignment? Well, when you change the kingpin, you change the toe every time. Yep. Okay. So if they didn't because reset I, the toe when they did the kingpin, they didn't finish the job. Okay. Because I, I just put new, tire, new steer tires on in January, mm -hmm. and I had the kingpins replaced in February, but the, the old steer tires had no irregular wear on them at all except for the second rib from the outside, which I learned from you was under inflation because I was running about 100, 105 in. Right. And now I've, I noticed that I had a little bit of feathering um, on the site. It's not really noticeable on the tread yet, but I could, I could feel it on the, on the little side cut. Okay, let me guess what it is. It feels smooth when you go in and rough when you come out. Yes, sir. When you change the kingpins, as the kingpin wears and the kingpins get sloppy, the tire toes out. So if the toe is correct when the kingpins were loose, when you put the kingpins in, it automatically toes it in. You see what I mean? Right. So you, 
If they didn't change the toe, if they just replaced the kingpins, you should feel toe-in feathering now. Oh, no, it was actually toe. It was, it was, it was rough going in, which means toe out, right? Yeah, rough. Uh, smooth out is toe out. Smooth in is toe in. Yeah, it was, it was rough. smooth out. Smooth out. Okay, so that's toe out. Toe out. Okay, well, that's kind of unusual. Maybe they changed the toe and they did it wrong. Who knows? Well, now, do, I did, do I you used, know how to... I used, I used your ahead. method, and it yeah. ended up, it was actually 5 16 toe out. Woo, that's a lot. So, so are you going to change the toe yourself? I already did. Okay. And, um, and what did you, what did did you notice, get it to? I, I didn't... I did notice after they changed the kingpins that it felt, the, the handling felt just a little bit different. Like, it wasn't all over the road, but every once in a while it was a little squirrely. Yeah. And that, that it, took me, out, yeah. it took me four tries to get it right, because the first time I went the wrong way with it. <laughs> I can't tell you how many but times I've done that. I, I did eventually get it to dead on 116 toe in. Good. Awesome. And the handling is much better on it now. Excellent. Glad to hear that. And the feathering should go away. I have another question about the thrust angle. Okay. If I have, uh, I have the wide singles on here, so I can't use your string method to measure it. Sure you can. You want me to tell you how? Where, 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 <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay. <laughs> Find yourself a little piece uh, of of one-inch pipe, plastic pipe, anything about an inch thick, okay? All right. Take some, right. take some duct tape and tape it to the side of the big tire at the front sidewall, okay? Okay, straight, straight up and down? Yeah, straight up and down. And then what you're going to do is you're going to wrap the string around the back of the tire, and it's going to touch the sidewall on the back side of the tire, but when it touches, it's going to touch that piece of pipe on the front side, and it's going to aim the strings out far enough that you can get a measurement on them. Okay. As long as you use the same one-inch piece on both sides or a half-inch piece, whatever, use the same piece on both sides, you're going to get the same measurement. Right. Okay. That makes sense. And then once One you get the front thing. axle set, then you measure between the rim, between the front diff rim and the rear diff rim, to set the the uh, back axle, right? I did. I did actually do the cram measurement, and they're actually angled the wrong way. Ah, closer so on get, the right side. Yeah. So get the string on it and figure out if the front one's right or not, and then you can decide what you can do with the back one. You right. Need to adjust right. both. I have. I have one more thing that has me a little bit baffled, though. I was measuring. Okay, now the, the third question. The third question costs ten times as much as the first two. We're on multipliers here. I, I was going to tell you at the beginning to just start running a tab for me. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Okay. I, w I was measuring to see if the drive axles were centered under the truck, and yeah. three of the wheel positions came up with the same measurement, and one mm -hmm. wheel position came up about um, like a quarter inch um, farther from the frame. That's fine. That's nothing. If you're within a quarter of an inch, side to side, it's centered close enough for me. Okay. Right. The fact that you wound up with a little, the fact you wound up with a little different measurement is not an excitement at all. That doesn't matter. Normally, the front ones and the back ones don't match anyway, because when you measure off the frame on the front diff, I'm normally measuring off the angle piece of steel that mounts the fifth wheel, and on the back axle, I'm measuring right against the frame. Same as that. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so don't worry about it. You're within a quarter of an inch, side to side, forget about it, go ahead and do your work. All right. Now, I don't have any irregular wear on the drive tires, though, so should well, I even shouldn't. worry really about the drive axles? The yes, because the drive, ax the drive axles affect the steer axle. The drive axle alignment does not affect drive axle tire wear. This, this, is, oh, this, is, right. uh, this is heresy or some kind of uh, other... Well, we're, we're, we're heretics, yes, because we are we're, heretics we're telling people that the drive axles affect steer tire wear, and some of our competitors say it really doesn't matter. I don't understand where they're coming from with that, but as we say over and over, you've got 34,000 pounds back there. And all the horsepower. All the horsepower, and twice, no, four times as much actual footprint. 
Yes. So the yes, you're you're doing all the pushing, and the steer tire is getting pushed. Yep. So if you don't have everything pointing in the same direction, you're going to get tire wear on the front. All right. Now, if, 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 I, if I know the thrust angle is wrong, is that something I can change myself, or should I take it to a shop for that? If you can measure it, and you got the nut of the uh, guns and stuff to to loosen bolts, you can change it. Yeah, what kind of truck is this? Uh. 2005 Kenworth T600. Okay, does it have the big curb spring suspension, or does it have eight bag, or what? It's got the eight bag. Okay, there's two big bars that come from the center trunnion between the two axles, and it goes forward and backward and bolts to the axle. Right where it right. bolts on is where you put the little shims in. And they've, they've actually got a bunch of washers in there right now, so if you can remove washers, you're honestly better off. Okay. All right. That sounds easy enough. Not a problem, buddy. You have yourself a great day. All right. Thanks. You too. Bye-bye. Yeah, we did good with that one, too. Pennsylvania in yeah. North Carolina. Yes. We only got 20 minutes left. We got a bunch of calls. Let's see what we can get through. 620. 620? 620? There is no 620. Is it in Canada? Well, it could be Jamaica. Let's find out if this guy's in Jamaica. You think it's Ontario? Okay. Hello, 620. It's Kansas. Kansas. Oh, it's the new Kansas. Yeah, we code. talked one other time. Yes, you we guys, did. I'll, That's call, I'll call all the time. You'll eventually get it. We'll figure it out. Okay. What's up? Hey, I, I bought some used tires and put them on, and they had uh -huh. some bad irregular wear when I bought them, and I've got them yeah. on my truck. Well, they kind of come out of that or will they just keep wearing bad they just they just keep going once they start they're off to the races yeah but if you put them on like okay. the trailer it could take a while if they put them on a drive axle yeah. sometimes the torque will help erase some of it but if they've got cupping on them where some areas are lower than other areas uh the cups are just going to get deeper and longer and it won't stop right Best place okay there's the a super wide i didn't know you mean on your drive axles Yes. Oh, so these used tires are on the drive axles. What what kind of yes. wear have you got? Have you got one shoulder wearing or both shoulders wearing? Um, it's on the inside of the tires. They were kind of messed up, but I just didn't know if they would kind of come out of it. I mean, it ain't a big deal if they don't, but I didn't know. No, they won't. If they cupped in close to the frame... That was either the axle flex or wheel bearings loose. And once it starts, even if your bearings are tight and the other guys were loose, it's still going to keep doing it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Okay? Okay, thank you. Not a problem, buddy. Have a good day. You too. Bye. That was all right. And now we're down to, uh, it's 716. And I wanted to say California, but that's... No, 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 no. Finger Lakes area of New York. New York. This guy calls every week. He doesn't know what he's talking about, but he calls every week. Let's see if we can give him an answer. Hello? They like, come on, we want to uh, go Yes, home. yes, we Jamaica, <laughs> man. <laughs> What's up? Oh, not much. You know, forgive my ignorance, but this is how I learn. That's right. That's what this is about. <laughs> see? Now... The other day, I was out in, in Utah, and it's like, all right, well, i got to get an oil change done. It's the perfect time to go ahead and put 120 in the steers. And so I was like, all right. Yeah. While you're at it, you want to put 120 in the steers? Like, oh, no. Oh, God, no. God, no. You do that, you're going to blow. You're going to crack your rim. You're going to blow your steer tire. Good God. Uh, which which uh, one is the max you can put? It says so on the tire itself. <laughs> and did you a TA? It was at a TA or a Petro or what? TA. TA. And uh, yeah. I said, like, I got told by a guy that that trains guys like you, and it's like, yeah. no, I got trained by Bridgestone. It's like, okay. Damn it. So did you, did you have him read the side of the tire and show you where it says maximum pressure? Honestly, I just kind of left it alone. I was like, you know what? Fine. Yeah. I'll just find a way to do it myself. <laughs> Not my fight. Ron White has the answer. You can't fix stupid. All right. Yes. Now, I, I do have another question now. 
uh-huh. in regards to bearings. Now, there's oil, bath, and there's grease. And I was wondering, yep. how much are you giving up as far as drag if you were to use a grease-type uh, uh, setup, and which one is better? Well, I personally prefer a liquid lube as opposed to a grease. That's just my personal preference from experience, okay? okay? As far as giving up as far as drag, you're not giving anything up with grease. Because the minute you roll the tire, the wheel and the bearing starts rolling, the bearing heats up, it throws the grease away from the bearing. But the grease doesn't get more than an eighth of an inch away. And as the grease heats up, the paraffin wax, which is holding the lubricant, warms up, and the lubricant comes out of the grease and encapsulates the bearing. So the rolling resistance is the same between grease and a liquid lube. Okay? Oh, cool. All right. Now, <clears throat> there are, I'm trying to remember right now, five or four functions to lube in that wheel position. The number one purpose <clears throat> is to lubricate, and both grease and liquid oil both lubricate. Number two is it's supposed to cool, and the way it cools is the liquid gets close to the bearing, picks up some of the heat, the lube flows away, goes into the hub, transfers the heat into the hub, and the hub radiates the heat away, so it cools. But grease does not take the heat away. Grease holds the heat by the bearing, so you don't get as good a cooling with grease as you do with liquid. The third okay. purpose is to clean the bearing. <clears throat> with a liquid lube, as the lube flows in and out away from the bearing, it takes particulates, contaminants, metal flake, whatever. It flows away. It goes into the center part of the hub. The center part of the hub is a rotating cyclone, and it holds the metal parts away. It can't get back to the bearing again. The grease, when you spin the bearing, it throws the stuff and it embeds itself in the grease and doesn't allow it to come back. So both of them clean adequately, okay? Uh -huh. The fourth function is to seal. You have a grease seal at the front, you have a grease seal at the back, and a little bit of grease oil on that prevents moisture and contaminants and air from coming in. And liquid actually seals better than grease does. Grease doesn't fly up in that area and form a coating on it. So for the two purposes I really care about, the, the heat, radiant transfer, and the sealing, I think liquid does a better job. But both of them do oh, an adequate job. Both of them work just fine. Cool. cool. All right? All right. Good well, you fellas have a great night. You do the same, buddy. All right. Jamaica. Thanks for calling. Jamaica, yeah. Yeah. Jamaica. Okay, what do we got next? I don't think you knew anything you were attacking. <clears throat> Not a thing. I was just bullshitting. You but just, it, it's, it's but I had a good time at house, And you probably just made all that up. I did. You? It came right off the top of my head. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, two more and ten minutes to get to them. Uh -huh. uh, 740, which is Ohio. It is Ohio. Yeah. You knew that. I knew that. You're learning. Well, we got some friends there. We got some friends there? Oh, okay. All right. We've been doing this over a year now. Yeah. Let's see who's on the 740. And if he's in the state. Hello, 740. Hello, Mike. Are you at home or on the road? I'm sitting here watching TV. Oh, this is Jerry. <laughs> this is the Ream. A good guess. Good guess. How you, How doing, you doing, Jerry? Real good. Hey, I won't take up too much of your time, but uh, uh -huh. you're talking about the wheel bearing uh, checking procedure. Yep. I I found it's it works a lot better if you chop the wheels and release the brakes. Well, yeah, yeah, you can't really <laughs> check it if the brakes are applied. <laughs> how how many how many did you have to check before you figured that out, Jerry? Uh, well, I I um, a couple years. No, couple years. <laughs> no, I watched your video and everything else. I I've been doing it right. <laughs> but no, when when you're telling these guys how to do that, I thought, hmm, I wonder if they realize they need to release the brakes when they do that. Well, that's a good thing to bring up, and I appreciate that. I usually <laughs> only check the brakes without releasing them on the axles that don't have a parking brake. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. No maxi chamber. You don't have to worry about it. 
Right, right. That, 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 again, <laughs> that, that reminds me of a situation we do have coming up where we're going to end up meeting people that know not just the basics, but the advanced stuff. Yeah. And Jerry is one of the guys that knows the advanced stuff. Yeah, we may, we may have Jerry get involved in this new school we're setting up. We're talking about putting together a uh, three or four week advanced school on tire wear handling and alignment stuff. And the wow. last week will be a week with them apprenticing uh-huh. or interning with an existing shop and spending a week hands-on working on trucks. Right. Uh-huh. This will be for a number of different people, including tire reps and uh, yeah. uh, new uh-huh. customers, old customers. So if you're interested in getting involved in that, we'll put your name on the list, Jerry. All right. Not a problem. Put me on. You'd, you'd like to have some free labor out there doing work for you, right? I, you know, I'm getting old enough. That's what I was figuring on doing. I'd have to hire some uh, <laughs> some guy to do this for me. If we could have an apprentice in with you every week, every uh, all year long, that'd be a good deal, right? Well, sure. As long as they don't sure. uh, want a whole lot of money, uh, it's free. No, there we go. We will be. That's wonderful. That's yeah, these are these are free labor helpers. Wow, I'll take them all all day long. There you go, buddy. All right. Well, you have yourself a good one. You do. Bye. Jerry Ream. Eastern Ohio, right on the West Virginia border. Mobile alignment guy. Really good. Out there, yeah. Very good. Anybody who happens to find themselves out in that part of the... JR's Mobile. JR Mobile. Yep. Yep. What's our next one? Uh, 401. 401. You got any guesses? Uh, You're wrong. Not Nebraska. You couldn't guess this one. I couldn't. No, it's Rhode Island. Rhode Island. I wouldn't have guessed it. He's not <laughs> no. in Rhode Island. There's no way. There's, he's got to be outside of Rhode Island. He's drive two blocks. To two blocks, and he's out of Rhode Island. All right. I got counties bigger than that. Hello, Rhode Island. On one. Five cents. Yes, Fires. sir. And a block bug on the right field line, twisting foul. We're here. Are you playing baseball? Listen to the Red Sox. Hello. I don't know if that's been the case this year, but certainly I would think that he would be. You've heard that. I can't. I don't know what's going on. I'm having fun here. That's because of a double play in the second. Oh, well. All right. Let's move on to the next one because we're running out of time. What's the last one? 530. 5:30, California. He's the, still in California. The, yeah, because you can't there. you can't get out of California. Can't. They build a fence around it. Right. Why leave? Yes. Nobody wants to go there. Can't get in there. All right. Let's see what's going on in California. Hey, how you Hello, doing? California. We're good. You? Oh, pretty good. Thank you very much. I just have a a quick question. I'm in the process of buying a a uh, aluminum trailer. Uh, okay. Yeah, and uh, it's got, it's got the spread axles. Yeah, but I'm thinking in uh, in because uh, what I need is a is a close tandem uh, uh, uh-huh. trade one. And uh, what do you think of of, uh, of uh, putting those? You know, taking the front ones and putting them back. Uh, you know, back. Uh, well, unless. Unless this is one hell of an awesome, cheap-ass, you're buying this thing way below list price and you can afford to spend about $4,000 to reset it, I wouldn't do it. Uh-huh. Uh, well, the, 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 the dealer that I'm buying it for, they say that they'll do that for me. Uh, for no charge? Well, I'm pretty sure they're, they're figuring the charge in in the in the trailer but i mean the price it's okay it's not cheap but it's not expensive either and uh it's already uh, you know in the price they're already included putting it going through already okay then i have no problem with it because they're going to have a professional do it he's going to know what he's going to do he's got the right kind of welders to do it with uh and they're going to guarantee it as long as the price is good at the end of the day then i'd say okay go ahead and do it Okay. Go ahead. It takes the bolt. You know, the, 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 those 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 are not welded. They're uh, they're bolted on. Right. Right. 
Yeah, if if the right, professionals so, do it, he's going to do it right. As long as the price is good, I wouldn't worry about it. Oh, okay. All right. That was, that was just my my basic question. I didn't know if, if the, you know there's some to go wrong with those by doing that. Obviously, if you don't do it right, but nah, I don't nah. Know if that, it's not that's that big a deal. Common thing to do. That it should be fine. Oh, okay. okay. All right. Well, thank you very much. I really appreciate that. You bet you have yourself a great day. Same to you. Thank you very much. Okay. I think we have gotten through another week. Right. And we didn't, we didn't hurt ourselves. At one point, there were a lot more questions, but they all seemed to drop off. So if anybody did have a question that wasn't answered, we do have four minutes. Five minutes. But, uh... Otherwise, I guess, uh, yeah, that was a good week. We did. We, we got show. to talk to Ron. We learned more about his products, which I happen to like. I like those, yeah. I think they, they solve problems for me. Yes, they do. Square the, square the wheel up, get it centered, get the drum centered. A lot of people don't realize the drum off center throws their entire mm-hmm. thing out. They balance the tire and the rim off on some spin balancer. Mm-hmm. Then they put it on the truck, and the rim's off center, and the tires, uh, the drum's off center, and everything shakes, and they can't figure out why because they balanced it. I think somebody just came on with a question. Ah, uh, somebody did, and it's it's okay. It's California. It's seven six out. Go ahead. Let's talk to him. We got a couple of minutes. Hello, California. Hey, how are you doing? Actually, We're I'm good. in Washington. You're, You're out, out of your California. state. Okay. All right. What's up? Hello. Can you can you hear me? I can hear you now. What's your question? I had a three-axle tractor. I converted it to a four-axle tractor, and that fourth axle is a drag axle on the back. If my okay. front end is aligned and I put that fourth axle down, will that throw my alignment off? Not if the fourth axle is aligned. Especially not if it doesn't have any power. Okay. That's what I was wondering about. Because I had 75,000 miles on my front tires after I got it all aligned and all built and everything. Unfortunately, I ended up causing uh, it ended up causing problems and the shop told me that I had bad tires on there and I needed to get a better quality of tires. Well, if there was any feathered wear on the tires that had the problem, and I assume you're talking about in your steer tires on the front, right? Yeah, yes. If there was any feathered wear on them, they were out of alignment. If there was no feathered wear on them, it was some other issue. Okay? Right. Cupping, odd cupping patterns. Could be low tire pressure. Yeah. What kind of tires were you running? Uh, I think they were Bridgestones, FB 591s or something. Yeah, Bridgestone 591 or Firestone 591. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. Firestone yeah. 591. That's not a yeah. bad tire. But... We would need to see pictures of the Switched tire. Over but and went to Mich- the well, Michelin's a good tire. Michelin's a good tire. Now, as far as the... Well, I went to the brand, the brand new Michelin. That's fine. That's fine. Now, as far as the tire, uh, the alignment of that third axle, that, or the fourth axle you put on, it's just a load-carrying axle that has no drive in it, correct? Correct. The only thing okay. is... If I move forward, I change five hundred. I change five hundred pounds. Every notch is a five hundred pound notch to my front end. So sometimes right. I carry twelve or, or thirteen on my front end. Okay. Okay. So did you so put sixteen ply tire? Did you put sixteen ply yeah. or fourteen ply tires on? Sixteen. Okay. And what what inflation are you running? I try to run one ten. No, you need one thirty. One thirty. Oh, yes. Yes. One ten will only right, carry twelve thousand. One ten will only carry twelve thousand pounds. And you just told me sometimes you're running thirteen. And that's yeah, and that's I, am. Yeah. I run a seven. I, I run a seven axle configuration. Okay, you need one thirty in that steer axle all the time. In order to carry that. Okay. Load. Okay. You got the right tire. Just air it up more. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm at a Loves in Washington. I'll have it done in the morning. Thank that you, sounds good, buddy. And I've been missing your I've, I've been missing your show, and you guys are a comic. I like you. <laughs> well, thank you. We have a good time. Thank you. All right, bye bye. Bye bye. Okay, we got through another night. We appreciate everybody's attention. We will try it again next Sunday night. Well, well, that's Mother's Day. Uh, Jamaica. Jamaica. 
uh, just uh, the guy from the Finger Lakes. Yeah. Has another question. Should we take that for a go? Let's see what he's got. Oh, all right. Okay, if we have to. Did you have another question for us? Yes, really quick. Hancock AL11s versus the uh, Michelin, uh, the XZA3 Plus. I was wondering, do you consider Hancock to be one of the premium tires, or is it one of the lower tier levels? It's the second level to me. Good years. Okay. Because it does show a lower bone resistance, and that's the only reason why I asked. Yeah, but, okay, It, it might be a lower rolling resistance, but my experience is I don't get as good a tire wear out of it. Right. So that's my judgment of whether it's a, a first line or a second line. Yeah. Okay. We lost him. I can't hear. Maybe our show's over. We could be. <laughs> you never know. Thank you, folks. Have yourselves a good week. We're gone. We'll talk to you all later. Thanks for calling, everybody. Close that. Uh, Push that button. It's my computer. We're gone. Thanks for joining us on Rolling Toe. If you like what you heard here, leave us a rating and review on iTunes or listen to our other shows at audioroad.letstruck.com. To get in touch with our tribe, call us at 855-800-FUEL. That's 855-800-3835. Thanks for joining us for the ride down the audio road.